All right, everybody, thanks so much for stopping by another live episode of Real Estate Titans. I'm your host, Greg Fowler, traveling throughout the marketplace, interviewing the top real estate professionals in our field, essentially gathering insight, inspiration, really drives and motivates these top producers above and beyond everybody else in what I'd like to consider a real estate titan. Now, our very special guest and featured titan today, all the way from North Carolina, Lee Brown. Lee, it's an honor. I cannot wait. Thank you so much for taking the time. Hey, Greg, it's an honor to be on your show. And in fact, I'm so honored. I'm actually wearing my reading glasses, even though I'm super vain about it because I can't see my notes otherwise. So for all your friends who are used to me, there's my normal me, but I can't see anymore. <laughs> Damn it, middle age. The, the commitment, Lee. We yeah. can all feel that energy. So it's just, uh, it's awesome. And seriously, I cannot wait to dive in and just share you with everybody out there. I mean, we had a little bit of dialogue before we went live and I was, oh gosh. Yeah, we should have recorded the beginning. It was really good. <laughs> I wish we did. You know what? We're, it's going to be even better now. So if you're ready, Lee, let's just jump into the series of questions. I want everybody to get to know you deeper, personal, professional, the whole nine. Okay, so hey, listen, audience, for the record, I did not read the questions, even though Greg sent them to me. So I'm obviously a realtor. So I'm going to totally be off the cuff. So if you think this is planned out, you should know in advance, Greg and I already discussed that he and I are both better off the cuff. So here we go. It's better that way, everybody. You're going to get the real Lee here. So you're welcome in advance. Uh, everybody's watching or listening. So Lee, let's just start with telling everybody a little bit about yourself. Well, let's see, Greg. I'm from Concord, North Carolina, established in 1796. We are very old and famous. In fact, my city's older than your whole state, which oh. I kind of love that. Oh, that is, is that amazing. Right? It, it burns Colorado a little bit. It makes us feel young, but I guess... It doesn't burn y'all right now. It's cold out there, but yeah, I am 20 years in real estate, so I am halfway to Realtor Emeritus. Whoop, whoop. Wow. And if you're a listener to this show and you're not all dialed into realtor world yet, you should know that realtor emeritus is 40 years in the business and they get a really special pin with four rubies on it. Mm -hmm. If you make it to realtor emeritus, then you don't have local state or national dues. Your dues are exempt. Hmm. So all you got to do is make it to 40 years. I'm halfway there. Before I sold real estate, I sold chainsaws, weed trimmers, and lawnmowers for Husqvarna. I was the only woman on the sales force. Okay. And I mean, it's a premium chainsaw, so it, there's no slouching about it. And I still huh. use Husqvarna to this day. They're my favorites. I have two kids and a husband, and we have three cats. And you can have them if you want them. I'll put them <laughs> in a box and send them to you because one of them projectile vomited all over the bonus room yesterday. Oh, no. <laughs> So it's about to become an outside cat and we'll find out if he knows where he lives. Uh, and I play the piano and I sing and I'm a runner and tomorrow I'm actually running a race called the fellowship of the idiot, which is 19.7 miles. I've never run it before. So I'm very excited to be a first time idiot. It's so yeah, Chill that's it. a little bit. Yeah, well, I was going to say that's given this given everybody a little bit of information about you. And I wasn't sure what you were talking about when you projectile vomiting, if it was the kids or if it was the cat. That was a cat. Yeah. So I have two teenagers. If they projectile vomit at this point, I've got to go check the liquor cabinet. <laughs> luckily, my kids are band and chorus kind of people. So they're way low on the totem pole for which I am eternally grateful. Oh, I love that. Well, Lee, this is, this is great. And, and, and with chainsaws and sales and, and then, you know, accomplishing what you've done for 20 plus years in the real estate industry, I want to rewind a little bit. Why real estate in the first place? What were you thinking about and what was your progression of your career to today? Hey, so look, my dad became a realtor in 1978. So he is a realtor emeritus. And of course, as a kid, I'm going to open houses, I'm doing flyers, I'm in the office all the time. 
And like every kid of a real, well, never do that. <laughs> and then of course, my dad made me get my license just in case. Hmm. Well, after college, I was a bartender because that's how I paid for college. Because okay. frankly, anybody can pay for it if they decide to. And if you don't overspend on your degree, that's a different discussion altogether. Hmm. I paid for mine and I had to do something besides bartend because you can't do that forever. Okay. And then one of my regulars hired me and I became a stockbroker and I went to Manhattan wow. and it's going to be crazy and hard to believe. I know, but I sucked in Manhattan because with this voice, <laughs> people deduct a hundred IQ points. And so I did not belong oh, up there where the Yankees no. live. And so I left there and I was driving by the headquarters for Husqvarna, which are in Charlotte. Their North American headquarters are here. And I said, well, my daddy has a Husqvarna. And I drove in and I asked if they were hiring and the sales manager hired me. Wow. Which actually was a really good testament to how you make it in real estate too. The task, as we say in women's council, is to ask. Uh -huh. And I just walked in and asked and he was like, oh, hell yeah, because, you know, they needed a token woman. And so <laughs> I got sent to Iowa, I got sent to Texas, and then they were about to send me to New Jersey. And that's where I had to draw a line in the sand. I was not wow. moving to New Jersey. Okay. And I came to God called my daddy and I'm like, I, I don't want to want to, I didn't like corporate life. I mean, you're right. under somebody else's rules and you're going to move when they say move or mm -hmm. you're done. And daddy said, just come home and get into real estate. And at that point, I'm like 25 years old. I've already tried three careers. I'm like, well, shit, I'm going to have to do something <laughs> and stick to it. Right. And so here I am 20 years later and I love it. I love this business and I love all the things about it that I didn't know on day one, which is the coolest mm -hmm. thing about real estate. As you know, you wind up in different spaces. Right. I didn't know there was a speaking space and a training space and a coaching space and a brokerage space. Cause when you first come in, you're just in that. I got to survive. I got to sell something space and that sure. it evolves. And it's amazing about our business. Wow. I, I, and again, all the reasonings to get involved. And then, you know, you, you fast forward 20 years, that's incredibly, and just all of the things that you've accomplished, the impact in the industry, the impact in your community, obviously with your, your real estate brokerage and, and your team, but then the, the national speaking and then, you know, being a best-selling author and, and really kind of adding all of that to the plate of a real estate professional is, is truly, in my opinion, setting the bar pretty high. No, you say crazy. I think crazy. Awesome. I mean, that's just incredible. I mean, it's, it's pretty crazy. Yeah. But I have, I have a hard time saying no. So I just load my own plate up to the point where I melt into a, a curled up ball in the corner of the room, crying myself to sleep. <laughs> just kidding. Which, which is positive, which is positive, right? <laughs> Well, no, Lee, so I do want to talk about this because I think it's a great segue. So you're, you obviously have done so much and continue to do so much in your career and all the different paths that you're involved with, but what's your why? I mean, and I know that question is thrown around a lot, but what drives you, what motivates you, what excites you every day to get out of bed, to do what you do to the level that you do it at? Okay, so listen, people, if you're not dialed into what Greg's talking about, go watch Simon Sinek's TED Talk from 2011, mm -hmm. Start With Why, and it's the best 15 minutes you'll spend, and then you're going to ask yourself lots of questions that are in the corner of your mind that you never thought about, because we all talk about what we do. We never talk about why we do it, and so mm -hmm. I have different hats that I wear, and in my retail real estate life, so I'm mm -hmm. working with sellers primarily, buyers on occasion, but they're not my, they're not my jam. Okay. If I'm with a seller, the reason I do real estate is because I get excited about helping them navigate the minefield of real estate. 
and they might get blown up and I might get blown up, but pieces of us will get across the finish line together. I love the drama. I love the wild, insane situations that we deal with in real estate. Like this one time when I had a closing that blew up because the buyer got in a car accident and no longer had down payment money. Whoa. And as a realtor, you start to get mad. You're like, what did he buy? Furniture? And we actually <laughs> know he had to replace his prosthetic leg. And I'm like, Whoa. we'll sign the release. It's good. And so yeah. you have those situations that come up and I love helping people through that. And that's what we do as realtors when we do it right. We're solving for things that they never knew needed to be solved. Hmm. But then I look at the other side of my life, my speaking life, and that's yeah. in its own transitional space. It started off with teaching other realtors how to do what I do, because you'll find this friends. If you are really good at real estate, you hit the point where the money means nothing anymore. Right. You can make so much money in real estate. And then you say, you know what? I know what that house is worth before I get there. I know the objections. I know how to help people. I'm bored because a lot of our really big producers in this business get bored because they're so good at the craft of real estate. Sure. And then you have to ask yourself, how do you reach behind you and bring somebody into your space? Cause we have to replace ourselves with more great professionals. So I started teaching and being on panels and found that I love microphones. Obviously I'm like, I have my really good blue microphone yes, here. It's very nice. You fall in love with other people's potential. And so I get excited every time I have the opportunity to get on stage because Greg, every time I'm speaking, somebody out there needed me and I don't know who it is. Only God knows. And I don't know what's going to come out of my mouth, obviously, because everything I do, I pretty much just let it out, but they'll come up to me at the end. There's tears in their eyes and they're like, you said this, or you said that. And maybe they're doing business the right way, but they need to be affirmed because real estate is this really interesting space where we're entrepreneurial and we're renegades, but we really do a lot of things the same way. And sure. so anybody that's living outside of the norm can often feel isolated and alone. And then they find a comrade and that's amazing. Mm -hmm. And then somebody else in the room was like, yeah, me too. Well now they've connected. And so I get to mm -hmm. connect the dots. Love and I it. like to think about it as fiddler on the roof. I'm matchmaker, matchmaker. Make me uh, match. So that's the it. really amazing part. So I get to watch them go sell houses because I gave them, even if I didn't give them the tool they needed, I might've given them the confidence they needed or didn't really give them the confidence, just dusted off the confidence that they forgot they had. Wow. And oh, it's so energizing. And so I look at that space and now I'm middle-aged. And so I'm asking myself, well, what's next from that? Because I'm definitely that who moved my cheese person because it's moving all over the place. And wow. as a lot of people know, I ran for Congress last year and mm. spoiler alert, I lost in the primary, but there is so much opportunity to do great things for your community. And so right now I'm evaluating and looking for some clarity on what I need to do next and where mm. I belong and Frankly, I just look at that real estate phrase that we use for land and what's the highest and best use. And I think that if we're smart about our lives and our professional lives, we should all be asking ourselves that, you know, what's the highest and best use of me? Wow. And for a lot of people, that's actually retail real estate. Your highest and best use is not to get bored because you don't get tired of elevating somebody else's financial life by helping them with real estate. Hmm. And for other people, it's opening an office so you can train other people. And for some it's serving at Habitat for Humanity and giving a hand up to people who didn't know that there was a better way. And it's all these different spaces, but your highest and best use is yours. And I, hmm. I can't be 
held to somebody else's expectations of me anymore. And I don't think any of us should be. Wow. I, I mean, but that, that speaks volumes about you, you know, Lee, and obviously what you care about and what motivates you and drives you. It's, it's not you, it's, it's everybody around you. And it's really trying to motivate and elevate internally to, you know, your teammates and, and members and then into the industry of real estate, but then outside for your clients and really just giving and, and, and really, really understanding that I'm trying to figure out what am I trying to do? What's the best use of you? And it speaks volumes. And obviously you wouldn't have hit the numbers and the levels and the influence that you've done so far without true intentions of just caring for others. Well, it uh, took a while to get here. I will, I will not downplay the fact that I was the most selfish person on the planet for the first nine years of my real estate business. <laughs> here we go. My only goal, be number one. My yeah. only goal, sell more houses. Boom, boom, boom. And I didn't cross the ethical lines and I wasn't doing any shady things, but it right. was just drive, drive, drive to the point where I didn't give a shit that I was making my receptionist cry every day. Wow. And I, I was like, finally like, why is, why is Mary crying when I walked past her? Like, well, you didn't stop and ask her how her family's doing. Like I'm here to sell houses. I don't give a shit because uh, all of my D was in charge and the rest of me wasn't nurturing other people and you have to nurture other people. And it was during the great recession when I had to dial it back because mm -hmm. you go to these listing appointments and people are a wreck and you yeah. suddenly realize that, I mean, I might or might not get paid here, but damn, wow. their life is in shambles and I've got to help figure out solutions. And so it was 2009 when everything for me shifted and I went for, I got to number one. So I had the money okay. and yeah. I had the success and it's empty as hell. Mm -hmm. And we really don't focus on that a lot because it's, obviously not motivating brokers right. want their agents to sell more. So why would you tell somebody to, to put the brakes on? But <laughs> sure. I mean, not everybody wants to sell a hundred million in real estate because at some point you have to ask yourself, what's going to be on my tombstone? What am I, what am I doing here? Right. I'm missing out on stuff and I'm not the best version of myself. Hmm. And that was when I started volunteering with the association was in 2009. Okay. And it was, that was what got me out of selfish place. I got into volunteering and doing things that I didn't know we did as realtors. And remember, I'm a nine-year realtor. I'm number one in a 10,000 agent marketplace. And I didn't know we did government affairs. I didn't know we had pro standards in education because I didn't care about all those people at the board. I'm just selling houses. Wow. But I got down there and I'm like, damn, these are amazing humans. Hmm. They're really doing good things in real estate. <gasps> I can learn from them. And so hmm. it, it opened my mind. And as I like to tell people, there's things that you can't unlearn. And I couldn't mm -hmm. unlearn what we do as realtors. And so when I started seeing other people for being better than me and giving me something to want to emulate, then it was a ground ground shifting for me. And I've, I feel like I've been a different person since then. Oh, wow. And I've worked really hard to patch up any of the people who thought I was a rare and bitch back then. because <laughs> They just didn't know I was just a straight up driver. I wasn't yeah. being ugly. I just didn't, I didn't lean on the best parts of myself. So sure. Well, you were, you were in we a part. Shift. Yeah. Well, I, I agree. We all have to evolve. Hopefully you evolve in a positive way and you are where you are right now. And you're going to be a different person a year from now. You're going to be a different person 10 years from now. Hopefully. And, and, right. Well, hopefully in a, in a good way. And you're always becoming that best version. Uh, you had mentioned getting involved and you know, we had talked about it previously, but I, I would love for you if you're comfortable talking about RPAC. 
anybody out there who doesn't know or what's going anybody on. Anybody who's out there that's like laughing right now, they're like, oh yeah, ask her about RPAC. So first of all, <laughs> if we're going to talk about RPAC, we're talking about the American dream. You know what that means, Greg? It's time to salute the duck. Here we go. Salute the duck. <laughs> Everybody salute out the there. Duck, people. Salute, salute the, the duck, duck with us, please. That'd be great. <laughs> this is our new hashtag. We're going to salute the duck. You know, he uh, was actually sent to me by one of my realtor friends and I apologize, friend out there, if you're watching, because I don't remember who sent it to oh, me. And I bummer. have written his name on the bottom, so I would remember. It says SS, and I don't know what that means, but it was probably like um, like SOS at some point. Help. Yeah. <laughs> but that is this most expensive jewelry that I wear, and I'll tell you that when I first found out what RPAC was, it mm -hmm. was not explained well, because in 2009, I got a phone call from a volunteer at the board who said, Lee Brown, give us $99 for RPAC. And I said, why? And they said, cause y'all to. Oh. And that was the extent of it. And I'm like, I, right. I mean, I'm making a lot of money in real estate. Y'all can have your $99. Please stop calling me. Right. Unless you're going to sell my listing. <laughs> right. And then that was when they added me to the, I got voluntold to oh. the government affairs committee. I got appointed. And so I said, let me go find out what that is. Well, I've always been a political junkie. I love mm. politics. I love reading policy. I'm very much a wonk. And so I found out that there's this major amount of work that we do as realtors mm. on the advocacy side. And I didn't know about it, but I'm just out there cranking listings and cranking buyers. And most of our members don't know. Mm. And right now it's 2020. So if I say the word politics, they immediately, if they're dialed in this much, they're angry because they're like presidential politics. Mm -hmm. That's not what I'm talking about. When we talk about RPAC, it's the Realtors Political Action Committee. Mm -hmm. And the Realtors Political Action Committee is doing the work that would have been done if there were a national association of homeowners, but there's not one. Mm -hmm. There's just us. Mm -hmm. And so we're the ones in city hall saying your zoning sucks. And right now, Greg, throughout the country crisis with affordability, mm -hmm. major crisis. And I like to fight with facts because you don't fight fires with feelings. You fight fires with facts. I love that. And the elected officials in a lot of these markets would love to blame builders and developers. Y'all need to just build more and build cheap stuff. Well, let's talk about that for a second because cost of labor has gone up. Right. The cost of materials has gone up. But the thing nobody wants to talk about is the regulatory burden is out of control. Wow. So in the state of North Carolina, we're still an affordable state. We're nothing like California or God forbid Boulder. I mean, what's the average mm -hmm. price in the center of Boulder is like 1.2 million. Now yeah, a normal yeah. person just has to drive million. way the hell in to get a spot. And what's Boulder done? They've shut down Airbnb. So there's no short-term housing. They've shut down new construction. They've shut down density because not in my backyard. Hmm. And so the, it's funny, the people who claim to want to look out for the little man the most are the ones doing the most, keep the little man out of their backyard. But that's wow. a different discussion. And so, <laughs> North Carolina, let's go back to my affordable state. Yeah, yeah. Average new construction house is going to run around the 275 mark of that 275. $48,000 is attributable to regulatory burden. Wow. And somebody's like, well, what does that mean? I'm like, permits. That's bad zoning. So there's towns in North Carolina where builders have to do one house per half acre is the minimum. Hmm. You're never going to solve affordability when you drive up the cost of land like that and you right. drive up the cost of housing. And we should be looking at duplexes, triplexes, quadplexes. Well, how many municipalities have rules against multifamily housing because they're thinking it's all ghetto, you know, government block building. It's not, it's mm -mm. really smart use of land. And it also 
think about affordability. You have a single mom with two kids. If she buys a duplex, she lives in one side, rents the other one out. It's going to subsidize her housing payment and provide housing for another family. Right. It's the best solution. And but regulatory burden shuts that down. And then you have neighbors that go to town meetings and say, I don't want that near me. Well, elected yeah. officials are stupid and they listen to the two squeaky people in the city council room. But when we talk about realtor political advocacy, one of the things that we do is make sure that realtors show up for meetings. Mm -hmm. And I'm of the mind that says when four realtors show up where and there are, it, it, this happens every time your elected officials look at each other like, why are the realtors here? <laughs> because when more, when more than one of us are together, we're the realtors. And right. they know that there's thousands and thousands of us in every market, 1.4 million nationally. Hmm. And we're there to say, that doesn't make sense. Sign ordinances. You've got New Jersey, the realtors just shut down in committee. So this is what's important. Okay. A lot of the political work we do is not in the papers because we are proactive because we're realtors, we're busybodies and we eavesdrop. But if you're waiting for something to be on the floor of the Senate, it's not going to get solved there because that's when your elected officials start grandstanding. Wow. So anyway, in New Jersey, they were bandying about this idea that all sellers should have to mitigate lead-based paint, hmm. lead in the soil and lead in their water before they could sell. Now think about how the government's gotten involved in lead-based paint, which was last manufactured in 1978. Right. You'd be looking at somewhere between fifty dollars to $100,000 per house. Now look at the housing stock in New Jersey. It's primarily older housing stock that's going to have all those issues. And you've got people that are fixed income. They've lived in these houses for years. They mm -hmm. don't have fifty dollars to $100,000. And so what happens is it rolls into the cost which means buyers are now restricted from what they can buy and sellers can't get out of their houses. Uh, and it was the realtors who saved that. Not that we're against good environmental decisions, but that's a property rights thing. It should be between the buyer and seller to decide how critical that is and how do you solve it. And so we got that handled in committee before it became a big issue. That's why I'm involved wow. because I know that if I'm not involved, then this is at risk. Right. Because we are the American dream. And in fact, I'll give you the stat that gets to me. There's, well, there's two stats that get to me. The first one is this. The average renter in America, by the time they retire, has saved between five and $7,000. Hmm. That's it. Because if wow. you're renting, you're chasing that payment for all these years. And so your housing cost continues to rise, mm -hmm. may or may not be commiserate with your wage increases. The average homeowner, when they get to retirement, has $200,000. Now, granted, it's illiquid and it's in their real estate. And it's why I don't like it when we as realtors talk about building wealth because $200,000 is not wealth. Right. But what that $200,000 means is financial stability. Hmm. They're going to have a chance of surviving without having to go on the dole until they are dead. And that's important because not everybody wants to be a greeter at Walmart and not everybody wants to have to work until they drop. Right. So, we're giving people that opportunity. And so we have to make sure that we are talking about that as often as possible, mm. not just to our millennials because they're so spoiled right now by their rentals. Right. And I challenge realtors to go look at the new apartments in your marketplace, go see why millennials aren't buying. It's because that rental has granite and stainless steel and a concierge and it's got all this swanky swanky stuff and an mm -hmm. exercise room. And then they take that same monthly payment to buy a house that's got laminate countertops and popcorn ceilings and carpet. And they're like, eh, 
Right. I mean, yeah, it's mine, but bleh. And so they <laughs> stick with their swanky rental. And so we have to overcome that cognitive dissonance that HGTV started and that our new apartments have completed. But the other thing I want us to consider outside of millennials is if we look at some of our constituent groups as Americans, Mm -hmm. the American homeowner rate right now is 64.1%. Now, if you look at our data, we should be around 67 to 68% is where full homeownership lands because of people who can't buy a house, shouldn't buy a house, lots of reasons. And the highest we were was at 70%. And that was during the Clinton administration when we all know the money was too loose Hmm. because the government was forcing loans. And that's why you had a large segment of the population that got foreclosed on because they weren't financially ready for home ownership. And so we don't want to push people where they don't belong, but we've got a gap right now. And that 3% is a lot of people. Hmm. But know this, the African-American home ownership rate, 42.6%. That's a 22 point gap. Wow. That's not right. It's not that African Americans are less qualified to buy houses. Why is there that gap? I believe a lot of it is education. Hmm. And are we reaching people in a way that says, if you're not there today, let me help you get there so that we as realtors have to be that long-term solution provider because if we leave a large segment of the population in rental, not because they can't own, but because they don't know it's possible, right. then we're keeping people from financial stability. And so I want us as realtors to remember mm-hmm. our political advocacy work is not about lining candidate pockets. It's about doing the research and knowing the data so that we can take that information to our own communities and say, hey, did you know this? And what can you and I do together to make it better? Hmm. Lee, That's a I, long answer, but it's so important and it's not sexy, but we no. have to make housing policies got to be sexy again. Well, and, and I agree with you hundred percent. I know there's so many people who are watching or listening to this are saying, yes, Lee, like they're, they're really amped up about what you're saying, but it's not brought to the attention to the masses in the proper way. In my opinion, I agree with you. So when it comes to getting involved, because it starts with obviously you as a professional, as a real estate professional, and then bring it to the markets and segments. And that's how word gets out. That's how education gets out and further in the masses. So what would you say to anybody through Lee Brown? What would you say to anybody who's watching or listening to get involved? I mean, what, what is it? Number one, if you are a realtor watching this show, and if you're not, then I mean, welcome. We're glad to have you, but that would be weird if you're watching this and you're not a realtor. <laughs> that's right. so maybe you're a mortgage lender. You could be an affiliate member. That's you, true. That's you true. go to nar.realtor and look at the resources that are available to you as a member of the National Association. This is one of the things that I didn't know was available and I haven't leaned into nearly as much as I should have over the years, but you can pull down lots of data research. We even have an account on Pinterest, Instagram, and Twitter. It's NAR research. They've got cool infographics that you could use to educate, not just yourself, but your public, your community, your past clients and help educate them on all the things about property rights and real estate that impact their house long before they're ready to sell their house. I want y'all to think about real estate like this when you're doing research. If you take care of your neighbors first, then one day they may become clients. Hmm. I think in real estate, often we take care of clients first, turn them into neighbors, and then just kind of see what happens. But if we had a community focus that looked after every neighbor, the clients will happen somehow, some way. It's just like 
we tell realtors forever, if you don't chase the money, the money will find you. Hmm. It's the same thing with caring about the property rights in your community. So go to nar.realtor and pull your research. The first report I will tell you to grab is the profile of home buyers and sellers. Hmm. It's released every year. It is massive amounts of research on the demographics of home buyers, on their their practices and on their habits and how do they find their realtor and would they use them again and lots of things you can find out. In fact, I'm always tickled because you can find out who's buying houses and the fastest growing group of home buyers right now is single women. Interesting. But if I go to most real estate websites, I can't find a single woman buying a house. It's that same white couple in front of a front porch holding the FISBO sign. And I still don't know why y'all are using that stock photo. Why y'all putting the FISBO sign on your website? But if you work with people of color, how come you don't have somebody of color on your website? Well how come said. you don't have any old people? Where's your single woman? Where's your gay couple? I mean, hmm. be the Benetton ad because I imagine y'all serve them all. Hmm. And you should demonstrate that with your marketing. But the report will tell you who's buying and then you can be a part of that solution because you always got to remember that you might not be somebody that looks at quotas and you don't look at diversity from a visual standpoint but that's how the world operates and you mm. need to understand that there's people that are looking for commonality so provide that so that research report will give you tons of info on that i loved some information we have the best research analyst ever at our organization we have dr lawrence yoon as our head economist he's where Love i got it. that data on what savings people have at a lifetime of renting and a lifetime of owning and you get to know these things and it makes your argument stronger. Dr. Jessica Louts was doing a presentation yesterday at an association where I was also a speaker. She was talking about the impact of marijuana on real estate. So wow. maybe you live in a market where marijuana is not legal yet. You could research now because there's states where it is like Colorado mm -hmm. and it's created an entirely new world of real estate education because sure. now you have a crop that's not federally legal to sell with real property, which is. And so you have to manage all these impactful things and how do you sell a business and it's craziness. And so you should do the research. That's step one. Right. Now, step two is at your local association of realtors. Okay. And look, right now you're rolling your eyes. Look, I ain't going down there. They're boring. They're terrible. They don't listen to me. They're stuck in their ways. Blah, 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 blah. I hear you. They're never mm -hmm. going to change their ways if y'all don't show up down there and put your put your money in. Well said. Go down there, put your, put your two cents in, and maybe they're going to tell you, we have tried that 25 years ago. Didn't work then, won't work now. And you can say, yes, but I was born since then. Please try this because mm -hmm. we need new input and new ideas because frankly a lot of realtors come from other careers sure. i took my knowledge from husqvarna and brought it to real estate there's realtors who were stay-at-home moms that's a beautiful segue teachers engineers doctors bankers whatever you did before mm -hmm. has impact on our whole profession and so when you get involved with the association you have the ability to impact policy and impact the membership hmm. in really giant scalable ways. Wow. So if you're going to volunteer at the association, my suggestion is always to do what matters to you. So if you love education, volunteer in professional ed development. And if you are on fire for professionalism and realtors need to behave better, you need to do professional standards and grievance. And if you mm -hmm. love to balance your checkbook, for the love of God, you should be on the audit and budget committee, <laughs> not most realtors who don't math. And right. so the three of you out there that math, please be on our numbers committees. And then those of you that are like me and your radar is up for politics and you dig these advocacy things and you're like, Lee Brown, I didn't know that about African-American homeownership and I want to solve it. 
you need to be on government affairs committee or fundraising for the Realtors Political Action Committee. And I will tell you, mm. it's worth your time. I promise wow. you. You're having brokers out there that say it's not worth it because it takes you away from selling. And do I sell fewer houses because I volunteer? I am sure that I do because I do have limited hours in the day, but sure. I've got an amazing team. They're better at real estate than I am. And so mm -hmm. they take great care of our clients. I still sell some houses. My volume is lower than it used to be, but I still make an amazing living in real estate. But right. now I get to impact millions of other people's lives. I will take that as a trade-off all day long. And the way I got here, y'all, is by volunteering locally. Mm -hmm. Government affairs, I volunteer at my state association. I volunteer nationally. Uh, I became a speaker, not because it was about me getting Lee Brown out there, but because I can be impactful. And so I've also done a lot of blend of my volunteer life and my educator life, which I wish more speakers would do, that they would get involved here mm -hmm. because they're in front of our members. And that if they would just remember they're covering a lot of angles, we can all get way more powerful. But I can't stress enough that it's daunting and intimidating to volunteer with people who've volunteered as career people for 30 years. And if you get lost and don't know what to say, you can message me and I will help you. I you will go. find you a mentor. I will get you connected. Although, frankly, you could do that yourself. But if you get lost and confused, just reach out to me. I, I will be that person for you. Wow. I, there's so many people in this association. They are my best friends. They are my confidants. They are my brain sisters and brothers. And mm -hmm. I didn't know them before I volunteered. And wow. so I closed 43 agent referrals last year from around the country. And that was gravy in my business. And it was really good gravy. Sure. They're not sending me referrals because I'm the only realtor in North Carolina. They're sending me referrals because they know who I am and what I stand for. Wow. And volunteering gives you a chance to demonstrate that in a way that's not just about humble bragging about your volume, which means, Greg, can I please tell your listeners, would y'all please yes. stop humble bragging? Yeah, would you please stop taking your awards <laughs> and holding it up and say, I'm just so humbled to have won my award. Instead, salute the duck. Salute that duck. You humble brag. You salute the duck. And remember that as a realtor, you are the cornerstone of home ownership. You are the American dream. And you wow. bragging about your volume doesn't do shit for making people come to you. Well said. Well, and then some, Lee, I mean, this info, I need to salute you and the duck at the, the same duck. time. Because <laughs> I mean, Lee, everything you're saying should be resonating loud and clear with the, with the viewers and listeners of this particular episode. And I think that it's incredible, the passion that comes out of you. And, and again, there, there's so much opportunity. And you said it here too, Lee, no excuses, reach out. She literally said, everybody, if you need something, Lee's there. Now, I'm not going to make any promises for Lee because she's very busy, but you know, she'll get to you when she can as far as direct messages, things like that, phone calls. Yeah, seriously, that's what Instagram and Facebook and Pinterest and all of those are for is so we can connect with each other. I do answer my own stuff. Now it might take me a hot minute, sure, but I will get to you. And if I don't know the answer, I will find somebody who will because that's how I became successful in real estate, frankly, is if I didn't know the answer, I could find somebody who did. And that's why a lot of y'all are successful. It's that's your cornerstone is finding the connection. Okay. Well, Lee, and I think that's a beautiful segue into this next question. And this is a crowd pleaser, this particular series, because everybody who tunes in, they want to learn from the Titans. They want to understand how they've grown their business and success. So if you could look back at your career thus far and pick or choose one or two things that you added to your business that took it from one level to the next, what's that look like for you, Lee? 
I know this is going to be wild and crazy. Let's do it. This thing, <laughs> it makes outbound phone calls. Whoa. Wait a Did minute. Hold on. That? Pause that. Rewind that, everybody. <laughs> in 2020, this little computer that lives in your hand makes outbound phone calls. And before you say to me, Lee, I don't know who to call. I need to go buy some leads. If you people buy one more lead from <laughs> Zillow or any of those other websites, I will come through the computer and punch you right directly in the throat because you hate those websites. Uh, and all that yes. you need for your real estate business is right here. Hmm. And you go to this little thing called contacts and you mash that. And then look, here's somebody in here. Oh, he just got out of jail. I probably should call him. I'm not putting his name on the screen. No. He just got out of jail. He calls it camp, which means go. he and his wife are ready to start their life over again. Sure. And so I can call him hmm. outbound and here, well, and then you're going to say, but Lee, what am I going to say? I can't tell him. I know he went to jail cause that's just, you know, busy, but obviously I'm Southern. I can say lots of things with my accent that you people can't say, but <laughs> here's what I would do. I would call and say, Hey friend, it's Lee Brown with Remax. How are you? And you know what he would say? Oh, hey, how are you? I say, I'm good. I was just thinking about you. There you go. The end, y'all. That's all you have to do. Wow. If you would call people who know you and tell them hello and tell them you're thinking about them, they'll just start talking. Right. You don't have to say, well, who do you know that needs to buy or sell a house? The market's moving. <laughs> who do you know that's moving? And, you know, I'd love to be your realtor of choice or whatever bullshit you people say. Right. So you can send the really bad coaches at $1,000 a month where you don't even do what they tell you to do, but that's a different discussion. <laughs> This is it. So whenever my business is in the toilet and I don't have enough leads, I just start calling people. And in my office, we have a very simple rule. Mm -hmm. One a day, just one go. a day, 8 a.m. We all make one outbound phone call to somebody in our phones. Mm -hmm. And generally they answer cause it's somebody that's saved in our phone and we know them. Right. And they're glad to hear from us. And if they're not, then we can leave them a voicemail. And my voicemail always says, if you need me, call me back. Mm. Wow. So it's very simple. They don't feel obligated if they don't need me. And if they did, then they know they can. And so I will tell y'all, there's no secret sauce to real estate except mm. hard work and discipline. Okay. It's hard work to make daily phone calls. But if you make one, you're very likely to make two. You don't have to do an hour of power. I'm sure. just going to tell y'all though, you've substituted that for this. You like to scroll your Facebook timeline. Mm -hmm. You like to scroll your LinkedIn and give some thumbs up. That ain't prospecting. That's lazy. That is straight up laziness. <laughs> oh, I love it. And if you're a millennial listening to this, you have a major leg up because if you're a young person who makes outbound calls, you are not even head and shoulders above your competitors. You're like a mountain and they're a valley. Mm, and then well you want to take it one step further. Yeah. Get yourself some stationery, some personal notes. I send out mail all the time. I got a whole box of it up under my desk. Hmm. I buy personalized stationery because I don't like those ones that come from Brian Buffini because they're they're cheesy and sure. I use heavy stock because I'm a southerner and believes in good monogram things that's right and and I write notes and I send them out hmm. and I handwrite it, Love it with an ink pen hmm. <laughs> I mean y'all really make this too hard if you send out five notes a day and make one call a day that's consistent discipline prospecting the phone will ring your right. business will grow because these people already know you and like you and the secret to real estate is being likable. Mm -hmm. It's not being competent. I wish it were, but it's not. Right. It's not knowledgeable. I wish it were, but it's not. It's being likable. Wow. And so if you get them to like you, then hopefully you're out there trying to get more competent and knowledgeable so you don't screw it up when they do like you. Sure. But it's doable. Wow. You've made it too hard, y'all.
Hmm. Lee, I mean, the, the fact that you had mentioned that to me is, is, is looking at it from the basis of this should be basics. This should be what every professional is doing, but they're not. And, and that's a really sad reality in the situation, as you just stated. And a buddy of mine said this years ago, he said, true professionals never leave the basics because everybody's saying, get back to the basics, get back to the basics. The true pros never leave it. So, it's so true. You you had you hit that right on the on the head, and I think that's beautiful for everybody out there. And if you're not doing what Lee's saying, please listen to this. This is sound. Don't be lazy. Stop it. Get <laughs> off your dead ass and make a phone call. Stop scrolling and start working. So I, I think that that's huge stuff into it and big takeaways into that. Now I want to shift gears. This is actually the tricky part of this particular series and interview. It's the challenge question, Lee. So I just want to preface this as I ask everybody the same question the same way. We all deal with challenges in our lives. No one's exempt, right? In the past, now, or into the future, we're all going to have struggle, hardship, whether it's personal or professional. So if you could share a challenge that you dealt with, that you overcame, became stronger because of it, uh, and again, not to downplay pain or sorrow, but really the learning experience, that's the most important thing to me is what we learn and what we can grow from. So is there something that you could share with the audience, Lee? Mm, well, see your audience, the ones that know me, they already know all my stuff. Cause I'm like ridiculously transparent. It's okay. embarrassing sometimes, <laughs> but there's, there's two big things I, I would tell that are big things. The first one is financial discipline. Okay. So my first year in real estate, I did not pay my quarterly taxes. Okay. And I sold houses. Hmm. And so I got this bill from the IRS for $19,000. Yeah. I was 24. 5, 24, 25 years old. Yeah. And I went, <gasps> and I went to my dad. I'm like, dad, what do I do? You know what my dad said? Cause he's a realtor. He said, you had a good year in real estate. Cause that's the realtor response. Oh. You owed money cause you had a good year. And I'm like, but what do I do? He's like, pay it off. Wow. My parents are, are not um, snowplow helicopter parents. They're suck it up parents. And I love, love them it. for it. Yes. And so I set up a payment plan with the IRS. And so for wow. the next year, it was pay the IRS before I could pay myself. And then I still had to pay the damn quarterlies on the stuff I was selling. It was wow. hard to get back to ground zero. And I swore yeah. I would never do that again. Hmm. And so I will tell you that if you are having a great time in real estate right now, hmm. your ass better be stockpiling because the lean times are going to come. Right. And when they come around, you don't want to get hamstrung by the IRS and by the way, word to the wise, always pay your state DOR first because they're more aggressive than the IRS. Wow. So pay the DOR first and pay the IRS, but pay them. Mm. And the thing that I really think about now is I'm far more cautious about my spending and I have been. So all my commission checks come in. I've got four bank accounts set up. Sure. 20% of every check goes into my business account. That's for mm -hmm. anything business, marketing, coaching, whatever. 30% mm -hmm. is my personal account. That's house and car and pocketbooks and whatever. Sure. 20% is my tax account. Thank you, President Trump and the 2017 Tax Cuts and Jobs Act was a huge benefit to realtors. And if you're a realtor that's not incorporated, you need to make that happen ASAP if you're in a state that allows it. I know New mm. Jersey doesn't, but most states do. Sure. And what you want to think about is your future potential because you'll find accountants that say, do it later when you're making some money. Uh-uh. If you're not incorporated, y'all, you're paying the 15% self-employment tax. Oof. You need to fix that and give yourself a raise. Right now, you shouldn't mm. be punished for being an entrepreneur. And that's one of our political wins from the Tax Cuts and Jobs Act. The carve out in that act was for real estate sub chapter S and pass through corporations. And so you need to take advantage of what me, 
and my people who do the work on advocacy, who spent the dollars and did the work, hmm. we got that carve out for you. So don't be wasting our hard work. Get it set up. You're welcome, everybody. <laughs> welcome, right? Because frankly, you, if you see somebody wearing a major investor pin, you should thank them because they're carrying your water. The work that we do is not for ourselves. It is for 1.4 million realtors wow. and every client we serve. Hmm. And then the 10% is my tithe account because the Lord is supposed to get his piece hmm. first. And if you're not a believer, I'll introduce you. I mean, I'm Jesus's favorite, but I can introduce you. <laughs> if you don't dive into that, your food pantry, Habitat, your synagogue, some nonprofit in your community, you have to make a habit of giving because there's so much exponential good that comes from living a life of abundance. And it's hard when you're paycheck to paycheck and your commissions are uncertain. But if you only give what's left over, there will never be leftovers. Oh, but if you give wow. first, there's always enough. And so that's what happens with my commission checks. They are split up. Mm -hmm. It keeps my spending in line. And it means that I still have a good liquid bucket, which I'm holding for the next recession. It may be a year, two years, five years down the road. Right. But my biggest regret from 07 to 13 is I didn't have a lot of liquid to buy mm -hmm. all the flips that, damn, yeah. I wish I could have bought them now because they're all worth a ton of money. So be fiscally smart. And in fact, mm -hmm. one of your benefits you have as a realtor, if you go to nar.realtor again, I was on the team that helped build the Center for Financial Wellness. Mm -hmm. And it's a free member tool to help you evaluate where you are financially, how to help you plan for investing in real estate. And it's tools you can use with your clients too, mm -hmm. but to help you think about retirement in a better way. Because in 17, our president was Bill Brown from California. And Bill's concern was that we have 30% of our realtor members don't own a primary residence. Wow. So he was stressed out about that. He's like, if they're not able to buy their own home, then how can they really help somebody else? We got to help them get there. Right. And so we want to help more members own homes and own investment properties because we're realtors. We know real estate. So we should be taking advantage of that. And then the second thing I will tell you, that was a giant aha moment for me. Like mm -hmm. many of y'all, I work seven days a week, 24 hours a day. Don't mind it. Cause I love it. I don't even realize I'm burned out cause I enjoy it so much. Wow. But my son who's 13 now has a, some medical issues and he had some birth defects and oh. three years ago he had surgery and it went not the way it was planned. And so okay. he was in ICU for a week. Oh. So I was away from my real estate business for about a month. Now mm -hmm. this is 2017, 17. He had a surgery. Okay. And I had told my clients before the surgery, I'm like, Timmy's having surgery. I'm going to be out, you know, no big deal. I figured it was, you know, a week, mm -hmm. but it wound up being a month. Mm -hmm. And so I was panicked because as a realtor, you think right here, you think it's always about you. They called me. Mm -hmm. No, they called somebody who could get a super key and unlock the door. Mm -hmm. they called somebody who could put a sign in the yard and it didn't have to be you. They just called you first. So once mm. you let your ego get out of the way and you realize that other people can and will help you service them, that was when I made a transition from, I really did appreciate my team before that. But after wow. that, I knew that I couldn't just trust them. They, they're better than I am. They're mm. a better representation of me than anything. And I called my office and I was thinking, oh my God, there's going to be so many things for me to handle. It's going to be devastating. And they said, man, the phones have been off the hook. And of course, I'm like, oh, I'm so sorry. I left y'all with all this, you know, woe wow. is me. They said, no, 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 we got all that handled. Does everybody want to ask how's Timmy? And I was hmm. like, oh, people are better humans than I gave them credit for. Yeah. 
And I do think that there's more great people out there than we give credit to because we spend too much time in social media, which focuses on the worst instead of the best because the right. best is not always on display. Sure. It's often just, it's right here under the surface and you get to see it in small doses. And mm. so it was easy for me to say no after that point. So I've learned to say no to some speaking opportunities and I've learned to say no to, to bad sellers who want to cuss at us and I don't work Sundays and, Timmy has a concert tomorrow. And so I had an opportunity to show property and I told the client, I can't do it. I can find you somebody else so you can wait. And the client said, I don't want to bother you when your son has a concert. I'll wait. And so wow. he's waiting two days hmm. because people will, yeah. if you allow them the opportunity. And so you think about it in real estate, any of the situations we go through, we as realtors put ourselves in last place so often. Hmm. We want to take care of our clients and you want them to be happy and you'll answer the phone at all hours and you'll run over and unlock a door and you'll do, 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 do. And then they want to help you. And you're like, no, 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 I'm good. You refuse their help. Forgetting that for some people, the act of giving is the best part of them. Well and said. If you don't let them give to you. You're taking that opportunity away from them. And we forget that our clients want to give to us as realtors. Mm -hmm. And it feels awkward, right? You've been at the closing table and your client brings you a gift. And you're like, dude, I just got paid thousands of dollars and you're, you've made me a present. And we need to do a better job of graciously just saying, thank you. Wow. This is mm -hmm. amazing. Thank you. And not thank you, but just thank, thank you. you. Wow. And my life just continually gets better the more I think about how much grace I've received and mm -hmm. how much more I can give because it brings more in and I get surrounded by better and better people and life's just good, Greg. Life's wow. good. Lee, I, I just, I love the fact that you're looking at anything that can be in a, in a sad or, or a downturn sort of scenario into a positive light. And again, I love the fact that you had mentioned really at the, at the end of the day, what you give is what you receive. And, and that's the truth. And, and you should be giving that greatness first. And you should really be uh, thinking of others first and going through, but not forgetting to balance and, and what really matters in life. And there's so much depth to what you just said there. And hopefully everybody is you know, really appreciative of that particular segment because I know that I am, Lee. That's just really inspiring. And again, showing a little bit deeper window into who you are as a person. And it just makes complete sense to me just hearing all the stuff going through. So I do want to shift gears on a softer question. So we got through the tough stuff, but this is actually my favorite question into the series. Um, it's the travel back in time question. So not that we have a time machine, we can't go back and well, that I know of and uh, change anything that we do because what we've done and been through in our lives made us who we are. But yes. if you could go back though, Lee, any time frame, any age range and give your younger self a piece of advice or two, what would you say to young Lee? Oh, you know what I would tell young Lee? I would tell her to have zero fucks to give. Yes. Okay. <laughs> Pardon my French, delicate friends out there. You know, I don't usually use F-bombs on public because I save those for private conversation. There, this is a private conversation. Just broadcast you know, a thousand. One of my favorite things in life. Like I had zero laugh to give because uh, I cared so much for so much of my life about what other people think. And I forgot that what I think is really okay. Yeah. And I've had people tell me that I'm, I need to be quiet more and I'm not good at being quiet. Yeah. I'm a natural introvert. Okay. I'm an INTJ, hmm. which means that we're a tiny piece of the population. I'm very good at the judging. I'm very good at the thinking and I'm actually pretty intuitive hmm. and I'm an introvert. And so 
when I learned how to find my voice, I didn't want to put it away. Right. And I see things differently. Now I'm also a much better listener as I've aged. And so I would tell young Lee, while you're going to have zero to give, you need to listen a lot harder Mm. because 20 years ago, I was good at stopping talking to let you talk, but I didn't hear what you said. Hmm. Now I'm going to hear what you said. I'm going to hear the emotion and the inflection in it. And I'm going to change my response accordingly. I didn't change it back then. I'm much better at adapting now. Hmm. So I would just tell her to slow down and take people's opinions into account to listen, Mm -hmm. adapt if you want to, but don't be afraid to say who you are and what you think. Hmm. And right now, I think that's pretty important advice to give because we're in a society right now where we're in cancel culture Mm -hmm. and you're looking at Dave Chappelle gets yelled at for being freaking funny. Mm. I mean, I don't agree with everything he says, but it's funny and he says it out loud and you have, um, what's his name from the office, the, um, the British office, what's his name? Ricky Gervais. Uh, Ricky Gervais, yes. Gets like attacked and he's like super liberal, but they're calling him a conservative only because he fussed at Hollywood. And I'm like, this is Mm. like, the weirdest parallel universe because he can't say out loud things that people know should be said out loud. Wow. And this was very prescient to me because I ran for office last year and I Mm -hmm. had to come out of the closet. Sure. People know I'm a Republican now. Mm. So my gay friends all had a big laugh about that. They're like, welcome to our world. I'm like, I know, right? It's very painful when you have to tell people something they kind of already knew, but they didn't know until you said it out loud. Oh, wow. And I had to take all this criticism from people who suddenly wanted to reform an opinion of me based on uh, the fact that I'm fiscally conservative and socially I'm pretty small government. I don't care who you're sleeping with, but it was wild and crazy to find that out. And I had to grow a thicker skin, even though I still cried every day because it was so hurtful. Uh And it was just a, it was just really interesting, but you learn young Lee to find that the way you say things always matters more than what you're saying. Even Mm -hmm. though in today's world, the people on Twitter and Instagram and Facebook think that what you say matters more than how you say it. I still believe Mm -hmm. it's how you say it, which is why you make the phone calls and you send the personal notes and you have the lunches and the breakfast and the visits and you tell jokes and you laugh at people. And then when they cry, you cry with them and you hug them and don't be afraid to hug people. Young Lee, don't be afraid to hug people because they need physical touch because there's so much physiological health. We're all losing out on by not being, physical with each other. And I don't mean like, you know, the me too movement kind of bullshit, but I mean, like hug your friends. And it's one of the best things about realtor world. So if you're somebody who feels a little bit lonely and cast out in your office, come to a realtor convention because all you'll see is people hugging each other because we're all people, people, Mm -hmm. and we love each other. So young Lee, put yourself out there, Hmm. own your opinions, own who you are in a nice way. That's not hateful and ugly. Hmm. And Stop giving a shit if somebody disagrees with you because they might not be right. I, you know, Young Lee, Lee just got a lot of advice in a lot of directions. She's going to have to listen hard. Young Lee got incredible advice. And that's what, but Lee, that's why I love this question is because it's not just for Young Lee because we can't go back, but we can affect today and we can affect tomorrow. And that's everybody involved. All that advice that you just mentioned to your younger self is applicable to all of us. And I love the fact that you were talking about. Um, and I, I always broke it down this way and I forgot who quoted this, but it's people will forget what you say, but they'll never forget how you make them feel. That's Zig Ziglar, right. the okay. king of sales. There we, there we go. But, but that's, there's truth to that, right? So, I mean, focus on the, the relationships and not caring so much about what others are thinking of you and being the best version of yourself. I mean, all this true advice, right? 
listening more than we speak, but not just listening and then, and then moving on. But as you said, listening with intent to address that conversation, it, it, not a lot of people do that. They're just listening, waiting for their turn to talk and then they move on and they're not really building rapport. They're not really building valued relationships, which is what this world is all about. And quite frankly, what this industry is all about, as you stated. Best part of us. Oh, it's the best part of us. I think it's awesome. And Lee, I, I love that advice. So again, everybody, you're welcome that Lee took the time. I mean, it's incredible. This, this advice just keeps going and going and going. Okay, I want to go on to the next question. And this one ends up being um, the education phase. So right. a lot of the viewers, listeners, subscribers, they want to know what the Titans are doing to feed their minds, how they're growing their brain. So uh, if you could look back, books you're reading or have read, podcasts you're listening to, uh, influencers on social media, how are you feeding your mind, Lee? Okay, so it's probably just easiest to show your people who are looking at the camera. Okay, I it. am a big old bibliophile. There's my stack of books. Yes. I love that I've been sent books. I am, well, this is my favorite. It's called Insults and Comebacks because I'm terrible at thinking of those. So I have to memorize some good ones. Do you want to know a good one? Yes. Okay, so let's see. Um, if, okay, you're what they call book smart and not in a good way. <laughs> Actually, you know what? This one's pretty important. It's not even an insult. It's the truth. Making other people feel stupid doesn't make you seem smarter. Yeah, uh, well that might said. be cover art. Let me mark that one for a minute. That, that's a good one right there. I have a devotional book. I do a devotion every day. So Max Lucado is always one of my favorites. Love I'm it. currently reading Brandon Doyle's new book. He's a realtor out in Minnesota. It's called oh. Success Rate Marketing. Okay. And it's pretty nerdy. And so for my realtor friends who are tired of being talked down to, Brandon is your guy. Love it. And if you don't know Scott Stratton, he wrote the book Unmarketing. And actually, he'll be the keynote speaker at CRS Celebration in February in Orlando, which is always a good conference to go to. Very cool. But he and his wife wrote this book, The Jackass Whisperer, hmm. because Scott was the one that came up with that phrase that says, you don't have to be the jackass whisperer. And I love him for that. He's Canadian. <laughs> <laughs> fantastic book. He and his wife are delightful. Oh, that's great. I am coached. I, I do coach realtors, but I have an entrepreneur coach, which is outside of real estate because friends, you need to get out of your real estate bubbles a little bit from time mm -hmm. to time. And I coach with Dan Sullivan. His program is called Strategic Coach. Wow. If you look into it, stick my name on it so I can get a referral. Thank you. Okay. But Dan writes a book every quarter, which makes him my freaking hero. And so mm -hmm. this one is really impactful because a lot of us have really big ideas and we try to go immediately put it into action. And Dan's whole thing is having the idea is your job as the entrepreneur, but you shouldn't be focused on the how you got to be focused on the who. Ooh. So you should have somebody who makes things come to life for you, which I have Michelle and Lisa who do that with me. And they're oh, amazing. I'm reading this super nerdy book called a nation of realtors. This is a white paper on a cultural history of private property ownership. Unreal. And I, I read like I watch TV. So I mm. change channels. And I don't like this book. It's pretty terrible. So I'm not going to show that one. <laughs> Strike that from. Right. This is my political man. This is Senator Tim Scott from South Carolina. I love him all to pieces. Hmm. He is a realtor champion who has done more for real estate than probably any elected official in recent time history. Wow. He's the reason we have opportunity zones. He's the reason that we have the cap gains exemption two out of five years instead of the proposal in 2017, which was five out of eight years, you owe a debt of gratitude. And so to your clients, mm. to this man, Senator wow. Tim Scott from South Carolina, he'll be running again in 22 for reelection. We mm. should all support him as realtors because 
His business partner is Michael Sally, who is an amazing realtor himself in Charleston, South Carolina. Hmm. And Tim and Michael have been business partners for a long time. Tim did insurance, but now, of course, he's a senator. And so Michael Sally gets to talk to Tim all the time and help us as realtors have a voice. And that's huge. Oh. But he talks here with his best friend, Trey Gowdy, who we know is retired from the Congress. And it's a book called Unified. And their unlikely friendship gives hope to a divided country. And so I love these men so much. How that's cool. And then I have some other shit over here I haven't gotten to yet. So <laughs> that's what I'm reading right now. And okay. Oh, I am reading a really fun book called I Love Capitalism because there's so much talk from so many people in the online space about socialism. Mm -hmm. And I don't think that our young people have the foggiest idea how many millions and millions of people have died in the name of socialism, which doesn't work, wow. can't work. Only capitalism provides opportunity. Mm -hmm. so you read this book called I Love Capitalism. It's a wonderful story and you'll feel mm -hmm. uplifted. And that's what I'm reading right now. It's lots of things. Uh, I can't I do that. anything in tiny things, Greg. It's always a million things. <laughs> yeah, but Lee, I love the fact that you mentioned it. You're doing it like you're watching TV. You're changing the channels. You're constantly taking a piece here, taking a piece there and what's relevant, but what's exciting and interesting to you, constantly learning and growing. Now, you are a published author yourself, Lee. So I would love the audience to know a little bit about your you know, published works and things like that and titles and where to get them. That's Well, I told Greg I would have shown them, but I can't find one in my office. I think I gave away the last ones, but they're on Amazon. And if you're right. a listener, I did do the recordings on Audible with a friend of mine from high school who has a sound studio in his basement. Love it. So he let me record the books. And the first one was called Outrageous Authenticity that came out in 2016. And basically it's about learning how to find your voice and put your mm -hmm. voice into your marketing and into your sales business. Cause a lot of us are so busy trying to be what somebody else told us to be that we mm -hmm. forgot who we are. And that's the best tool you have in your sales arsenal. So it's a 45 mm -hmm. minute read cause I know my realtors and I have heard it's an hour if you have a glass of wine. So just full okay. disclosure. And then my second book came out in 18 and that's called seven deadly sins of sales, which mm -hmm. is more nuts and bolts for sales. It could be real estate, could be mortgage lending, could be anything entrepreneurial, but obviously it's mostly real estate because that's what I am. Sure. And it's broken down into a lot of the mistakes that we all make, plus some tips for overcoming it and some ideas mm -hmm. for re-energizing your business and rejuvenating. That's also my most popular keynote. And so mm -hmm. that's where that book came from. The other one just came out of my heart, needing to tell people to quit being what somebody else told you to be. Wow. And then my third book is currently in final edits and we're negotiating with the publisher and it's called peeling the onion. Okay. We took some pre-orders on it back in August, but this publisher thing is a pain in the ass. Wow. Other two books were self-published and frankly, if it weren't for the distribution, I would go back that route again. So if you pre-order peeling the onion, it's still coming. If you want to get a copy, it'll be out sometime because right now I'm at the whims of publishers. And so if you need to write a book, I'm, I probably need to do a whole webinar on the nuts and bolts of how to make that happen. Cause you could all you do it. It's not that hard. It's kind of a pain in the ass, but it's a process. Sure. Like listing a house. You didn't know what you were doing the first time by the 50th time. It's no big deal. Wow. That, that's incredible. And I'm going to have links in the comments down below so that everybody can, you know, follow along and feed their minds the same way and then pre-order and order the, the books that are previously right. published. I do want to continue uh, down this path just a little bit more with podcasts. So you are a creator and a host of an amazing podcast and I would love everybody. It's so much fun. 
and the Titan Nation should please subscribe and tune in. So could you tell everybody a little bit about your podcast and then maybe some new news or some exciting news on the podcast? Right. So exciting because I totally forgot about this until I was talking to Greg about what's new. And then I was like, oh, shit. Yeah. So my current <laughs> podcast is three and a half years old and it's called Crazy Shit in Real Estate. And it's just all the things that we go through as professional realtors, appraisers, inspectors, lenders, association executives. There have been some clients on the show. And they talk about the scenarios they encounter. And you think about what we do. Our job is really fun and mm -hmm. it's insane. And nothing that we've seen was something you could have anticipated in pre-licensing class. Mm -hmm. So all of the episodes except for one are less than 15 minutes. The one that's long is with my friend Bill Brown, our past president of the National Association after his mm -hmm. double lung transplant, which Whoa. happened in 2017. So I got the first interview post-presidency, post-double lungs. Huh. And I had, I did have to clip a whole bunch of the pre-show out because Bill has a salty mouth, which I love about him. And so we had to tone it down because my show does have the big black E on the box because uh, I don't mind salty language, but it was hilarious. Anyway, sure. it's fun to listen to. And if you are in Titan Nation and you've got some story you're listening, you're like, holy round, I got something better. You should reach out and I'll have you on the show because love it. it's my little passion project. And I'll tell y'all the little secret of it that people haven't really figured out yet. It's not just about telling, telling stories. It's showcasing how professional realtors come through the scenarios that they come through, mm -hmm. how professional lenders handle things and how professional home inspectors manage things because all of the auxiliary businesses around us, they go through the same shit we do. Right. And the public thinks it's easy because on HGTV, they look at three houses and they sit down and the realtor makes them buy one. And right. there's never going to be a red velvet upholstered master bedroom ceiling or a dead guy in an open house or a porn <laughs> shoot happening during a showing or oh realtors God. having sex or an, a realtor getting shown foreskins during a showing, which oh that was, I was God. like, what? <laughs> Last episode, you had a, a basement that had so much lint in it that it was like floating. It's just, it's just oh. bizarre what we've seen. So enjoy the show. If you want to be on it, let me know. But if you subscribe, give me five stars because I'm doing pretty good in Apple. But I'll tell you the interesting thing about it, Greg, is that yeah. the audience has shifted. So when I started the podcast, it was all realtors. It was all of right. my followers and fans. And then we started adding like lenders and stuff because they want to be around realtors because they know we're the gravy train. Sure. But three and a half years later, 70% of my listeners are consumers, hmm. which I think is fascinating. They're I like, love that. Tell uh, me I, what you saw. They're like, boy, you're, <laughs> which I think is amazing. But that's good because we're exhibitionists and so it works out great. So uh, anyway, that's my show now. And I really enjoy it. We're actually cutting a bunch of new episodes right now because we're moving to video because I've watched okay. how successful Joe Rogan and Dan Bongino mm -hmm. are with their podcast on video. So mine's moving to not just audio. It'll stay on iTunes, but we'll move it into the YouTube space so y'all can look at my guests too because apparently y'all like to look at things and so we'll add that in it's very exciting <laughs> do. you know it's more engaging there's something there's something else now like. i have to wear lipstick when i cut my episodes it's very oh. <laughs> one extra layer one extra layer so right. but but lee what's what's the big news or, or what's what's some what's the new thing okay, that's happening so can i can i put it i can't add a graphic in uh here i'll send it to so. you i'll send okay. you the graphic yeah. for it yeah. I'm starting a new podcast. I was going to start it last week, but then I got sidetracked because I'm a realtor. Yeah, and so maybe I'll cut an episode tonight. I don't know, but it's going to okay. be called Real Estate from the Rooftops Love because it. as realtors, we need a place to get information. And I've already mm -hmm. mentioned to y'all that housing policy is not very sexy, but it's really interesting and necessary stuff. Sure. And we need to understand it. 
And as realtors, you have pretty much two resources for news. You have NAR, mm -hmm. which tends to be very much your eighth grade social studies teacher telling you the news like this, and it's not very engaging. I love us, but that's not our strength. Right. The other version, whoops. The other version you have is Inman News, which is essentially BuzzFeed, clickbait, a hot mess. Right. And so if you go over there, all you're going to get is somebody's opinion on things and they may or may not have ever sold a house. Mm -hmm. So I said, you know what? Wordsmithing is my jam. And so mm -hmm. I get the articles. I've got some conglomerations of what's happening with news. And I'm going to start a weekly podcast. It might be more than weekly if there's something that y'all need to know about. Sure. I'm just going to go through the news and tell you what's going on. I'll give you the links so you'll have the information. I'll tell you what it actually means for those of y'all that don't read. Hmm. I love you. I know you're never <laughs> going to read the links, but I'll read it for you. I'll give you the news uh, that you need to know to go make yourselves more powerful in real estate. And so I'm super excited oh, that's great. to kind of be the, the voice of reason from this side of the street. Yeah, which is fantastic. And it's so necessary. And so is Lee, as soon as you have that information, please send it to me and I'll give it to the Titan Greg, Nation. you're the first one to know about it because frankly, I had forgotten to mention it and hadn't cut one yet. So you're first. This High five, great. real estate titans. Y'all are getting the inside scoop. Yes. I'll send you the graphic here in just two seconds. Okay. You can Sounds even great. show the graphic. And love then it. I'll stick it on Instagram, or actually you could stick it on Instagram and say, ha ha, yeah. I beat Lee to her own game. I uh, love and it. <laughs> I'll, cut an, I'll cut an episode. I need to do one tonight. I was telling you, I have like eight articles I need to give people some inside scoop on because there's so much going down, y'all. And I will tell you that if you are halfway engaged with the news, you probably think the only thing happening is this farce of an impeachment trial, or as we call it, sham-peachment. It's bullshit. <laughs> But all it's doing is taking your eye off the ball when there's a bunch of stuff happening that's mm -hmm. very impactful on real estate in your local, in your state, and nationally. And so mm -hmm. we need to be paying better attention. So that's what I'm going to do is help us pay attention. I love it, Lee. And, and in my opinion, there's nobody better. This is absolutely incredible. I will have links all in the comments down below. And again, Lee, I can't thank you enough for taking the time to do this. Your information is ultra compelling, super engaging, just at the end of the day, it's really entertaining and it's just a pleasure to hang out with you. And I know that everybody's loving this. I want to finish this up with a final question. Okay. And this ends up being the quote or mantra that sums you up as a person, as a professional. What's that look like for Lee Brown? <sighs> Let me show it to you, the one oh, I live yeah, by. Yeah. I was going to say salute the duck. Well. <laughs> but it's not like meaningful. So if you people want to use salute the duck as the hashtag for Lee I, Brown, I like I'm it. Down with that. <laughs> Lift up the computer here so you can see where it is in the wall. See that pink up there? Hang yes. On. Yes. I'll read that to y'all because you okay. don't have your readers on. It okay. is a quote by Winston Churchill. And you know what Winston Churchill said? I am an optimist. It does not seem much use to be anything else. Hmm. Love it. I love it. That's my, that's my mantra. That's what I live by. I am not, and I'm a glass overflowing person. And so if I ever have a down moment, the people around me are like, Oh shit, get her out of it because it's not normal. And I'm very grateful to a good friend of mine this week because he had to listen to me in a down moment. And he was like, Hey, we can stop. Wow. Lee, but, I mean, but he'll probably listen to this and he'll throw some Winston Churchill back at me. So it works out good. <laughs> But but I love that because it sums you up so beautifully as a person to professional. To me, it's just so positive, so uplifting. It's just a beam of light. And again, hopefully everybody can hear or see this energy that Lee exudes in so many different facets of your life and your career, Lee. And again, we will salute, salute the, duck. the duck. We will salute the duck. And Lee, I just want to thank you from the bottom of my heart. You are an official real estate titan. So thank you so much. I made it's it. An absolute Yay. honor. 
You made it. And I just want to thank everybody out there, as always, for your time and attention, your love and support. If you like what we're doing here with Real Estate Titans, please don't forget to like our Facebook page. subscribe, And share it. You should share it with your realtor friends. Tag them into the comments because how many of y'all have a realtor friend? I'll say friend. They're frenemies. It's that realtor that makes you want to poke your eye out with a dull fork. (laughs) You can't stand them. And they keep showing your listings and they drive you crazy because they suck so hard. What you need to do is tag them in and say, Mm -hmm. I want you to be better. Here is an entree into being a better realtor because y'all sometimes the ones among us that drive us crazy, they just don't know any other way because nobody showed them. So your chance as a realtor professional is to take the people that you can't stand and be the one that shows them a better way. Because if they accept that, they could be the one that changes our profession forever. And maybe you're the catalyst for them. I will, I'll tell you all day long that my only dream in life is that one day I am the footnote in your book. That you say, you know what, I heard Lee Brown and it sent me off on a path. I want to be your footnote. And so you be the footnote for somebody else because that's what changes everything forever. And it starts here. So tag them into Greg's show, show them the way. Wow. Lee, seriously. I mean, we need to do a 2.0. There needs to be a a 2.0 for the episode because this content, I just love this content. But you know uh, what though, Greg, if we're going to do it again, your listeners and your subscribers, they should submit some questions and we'll make it an interactive well, hey, so I want to I want to ask Lee Brown this, or I want to call her out on this, and we'll like knock down, drag out, but always <laughs> we'll salute the doc. I salute the doc. We're gonna end it with salute the doc, everybody. So live every Tuesday and Friday afternoon, different Titan, different location. Catch everybody in the next live episode of Real Estate Titans. Thanks, Lee. Thank you so much. I'll see you soon. <laughs>